0: good morning. I forgot my mic. Oh my gosh, I've been walking around talking. So Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. And Happy New Year. We want to show you a quick little video from Genevieve's group, Sarasota Young Voices, where they do a little Merry Christmas, Happy New Year song. So take a look. So nice. So we are in the Christmas season all the way until next Sunday, which is Epiphany, uh, when we celebrate the wise men coming to the baby Jesus, or then he may be really, he's probably about two years old, but we celebrate that next Sunday, which means that we get to undecorate next Sunday. So if you are able to stay and help us undecorate, that would be great. I want to let you guys know about this short TED Talk that I just watched by this guy named Matt Cutts who talks about trying something new for 30 days. He says that it not only helps you be intentional about something, but it also helps you to be just a little more present to your life. And we know that these brain studies show that when we try new things, it's good for our our noggin, it's good for our attitude, it's good for our self-confidence and for our overall well-being. And I started to wonder... What if we tried something new for 30 days to help us in our spiritual life? And it could be just five minutes a day. It's like everyone has amount, different amount of time, but maybe it's five minutes a day of a prayer walk or five minutes a day of just listening to God or maybe reading the Bible or something that you haven't done in some time and you just do it for 30 days. Just give it a try. Here's the best part. We're in this week where we have a whole week to sort of think about it and wonder about it and maybe have some conversations with God about it, and then we can start January 1st. So let me know how it goes for you. I'd like to invite um, Justin and the band to come out because we have two more quick announcements. First is when we're looking ahead to January, we have a new book that we're doing as a congregation, and it is called Good News for Anxious Christians. So if you're anxious like me, and you want to read something about it, then have conversations, contact Pastor Mingi. She's got small groups set up. Um, Anita and I do a small group, and Peggy's in it on Tuesday nights for women only, so you could join us there. Um, but there's lots of other small groups, too. It's really fun. We read it, read a chapter a week, and we talk about it. Our, oh, thanks, Mingi. Um, ours is at 7 We do like 7 to 8.30, and it's on Zoom. Almost all of them are on Zoom, but thank you for for that. Um, And then the last thing, Wednesday Night Life is starting on January 6th at 6.30 via Zoom, and Pastor Steve's going to be taking a look at six 20th century saints and how they can impact our discipleship. So I hope you'll join in for that. You'll be able to register online soon. That's all the announcements for now, so let's worship God.
1: Oh come, oh come in and you will advance captive if I am. That morning on the exile here, until the sun got high, rejoice, rejoice, Emmanuel shall come to me, O victory triumph. It's the troca you love shall come to be if oh, I am. All right, just want to thank Stephanie for filling in on drums this morning. son of man
0: Thank you. Justin had a long road trip back home from Tennessee, so I'm really grateful that he made it. Oh, I'm having mic problems today. I'm sorry. Oh, I forgot to tell you also that this book is on um, available to purchase in the church office during the week, Monday through Friday, and there's a really great discount. It's only $13, but if you ordered it on Amazon. It's much more. Don't know how much. So um, we are at that time in our service where we get, um, have that opportunity to give back to God um, our offering, our tithes, and of course there are four ways to give. And the important thing for this time of year, of course, is that the church needs to receive your offering um, by December 31st if it's online, um, but if it's in the mail uh, and it has to be in the church by noon if you're like delivering it, but if it's postmarked by noon, just so it's a part of your 2020 contributions. As always, we are grateful for your faithfulness and for your generosity. We have done amazing things as a church because of you all, and we really are grateful for that. And now, we would love to hear from you. If there are any prayer concerns or joys that you would like to share with your um, worshiping congregation, both Bill and Susan have mics, which they are cleaning, and will hand to you if you have a prayer um, concern. Yes, right here, Bill, thanks. Go ahead and take the mic so you can hold it. That's great. My sister-in-law is scheduled for surgery on Tuesday. What's her, what's her name? Laura. L- Laura. 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 Laura, so let's pray for Laura on Tuesday. Great. Thank you. I really appreciate that and hope that goes well. We'll pray for her doctors as well. Thank you. What else can we be praying for? I know we've got lots of people on the road, sort of coming and going during this season and sort of... um, always mindful of the traveling and praying for good safe journeys yeah
2: prayers for the military who especially can't be home this one's home and we're very grateful but um, many are not able to be home so prayers for them and their families we're thank missing you them.
0: Uh, Thanks, Emily, for lifting that up. And um, it it is awesome to have him home. And we're so grateful for your service. And um, we will be mindful of all those who serve our country. Thank you. Anything else? All right. Well, let's pray together. Gracious and loving God, we come to you first with a confession, Lord. We know that we don't always get it right. We know that we fail at times doing things that we shouldn't do and not doing things that we should do. So we're going to take just a moment and silently give to you our sin. Hear our confessions, O Lord. We are grateful, God, that you join us in all walks of our life, whether we're on the right path or the wrong path. We know that you are right beside us. We lift up the heartaches that are felt. We lift up people who are having surgery or are battling um, cancer or who are trying to put their best foot forward as they struggle with other um, mental illnesses or other heartaches. We know that our um, sweet friend, Alexander Vapheus, had major surgery on his jaw, Lord, and that that recovery has been um, pretty rough going, so we continue to lift him up as well, and his parents as they care for him. We are grateful for time with family and we are asking your, your guidance as people make their ways back home. And we ask, Lord, that you continue to protect us from COVID and that you help those doctors and the scientists continue to give us good care. All the things that we have spoken and the things that are still on our heart, we give to you. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. And we know that the good news of Jesus Christ is that we are forgiven, that we are free to go and do and be all that God calls us to do. And I pray Lord, that we all do that joyfully and with imagination and creativity. Thanks be to God. I'd like to invite Rachel to come forward to read the scripture passage for today.
3: Good morning. Merry belated Christmas. My name is Rachel Mallett, and the reading is from Luke chapter 2, verses 25 through 38. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. This man was righteous and devout, looking forward to the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit rested on him. It has been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Guided by the Spirit, Simeon came into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what was customary under the law, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Master, now you are dismissing your servant in peace, according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, for which you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for the revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel. And the child's father and mother were amazed at what was being said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to his mother Mary, this child is destined for the falling and the rising of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be opposed so that the inner thoughts of many will be revealed. And a sword will pierce your own soul too. There was also a prophet, Anna the daughter of Phanuel, of the tribe of Asher. She was of a great age and had lived with her husband seven years after her marriage. Then as a widow to the the age of 84, she never left the temple, but worshipped there with fasting and prayer night and day. At that moment, she came and began to praise God and to speak about the child to all who were looking for the redemption of Jerusalem. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
2: Oops. Thank you, Rachel. So, Merry Christmas. I think we, most of us ate well, so we are kind of soft in speaking. Well, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad we're here on the first Sunday of um, Christmas season. And also, this is the the last Sunday of the calendar, 2020 year, and the last Sunday of our Fruits of the Spirit called Patience. I almost escaped without having to deal with it. I don't have patience. So, Sue knows. She's laughing at me. I would like to tell you all one of my favorite Um, bedtime stories when I was growing up. Some of you, if not all of you, remember that my bedtime stories as a child were stories from the Bible read to me by my father. This is like the story of Abraham's faith and patience. And also it is Sarah's, but I think mostly it is Abraham's faith and patience. In Genesis chapter 12, God promised Abraham many descendants, as many as the sand. And then he called Abraham saying, pick up your wife and children and leave home and follow me. So Abraham did exactly that and followed God. By Genesis chapter 18, we see that God talked to, talks to Abraham saying, promising for a son, For him and Sarah to have and then they were kind of old by then and Sarah was listening to God making a promise for a son to her husband from the inside of their tent and then she she laughed and then um, God said to Abraham why did Sarah laugh and say that shall I indeed bear a child now that I'm old Is anything too wonderful for God? God said to Abraham. And God also went on to say, Sarah is going to have a son. She's going to bear a son. Well, then Sarah overheard this, and she got afraid, and she said, I didn't laugh. And then God said to Sarah, oh, yes, you did laugh. So this is one of my childhood favorite stories, and it still is my story favorite story, one of my story, favorite stories. By Genesis chapter 21, Abraham became 100 years old, and Sarah got pregnant and had a son. So they named him Isaac, and that means the one who laughs. Sarah also said, everybody who hears this story will laugh with me. So if you ever think about laughing at God, know that you will not be the first. Sarah was. So as a teacher, and yes, I was a teacher before I became a pastor. I love to teach people sometimes even when they don't want to really be taught. And so I'll do that to Rachel, beginning with Rachel. It's not belated Christmas. It is Christmas season. Merry Christmas, everybody. So Christmas actually starts. Well, thank God for Chris. She did all the right decorations. I'm sure Pastor Laurie has nothing to do with this. And and so Christmas is a season. It started the day Jesus was born for twelve days. How many of you have ever sung or heard twelve days of Christmas? Well, I have to tell you, you may already know, it starts on Christmas Day. It takes twelve days for those three wise men, maybe they're not so wise after all, to get to baby Jesus traveling. So that's the 12 days of Christmas, and it's called Christmas season. It ends with Epiphany, the day the three wise men arrive, which is usually January 6th. So if you have decorations in your own home, I will not let you raise your hand because if very few hands go up, I'm going to faint. So if you still have decorations, leave them until the midnight of January 6th. Because Christmas isn't over until then. if I know that these are going to stay for a while, and which is good. And so I also love to teach you all know that about the meaning of the colors and things during the church year. I wouldn't torture you by doing that again today. In our lesson today, the baby Jesus was brought into the temple by his parents, Mary and Joseph, And they brought him because they are very good, faithful Jews, and they are required ritual for the firstborn baby boy. So they came into the temple. And then the two people greeted them or saw them in the temple. The person, two of them, uh, one of them that is most interesting to me is introduced as a woman prophet. She was an older woman for most of her life after... Her husband's dead, so she and her husband, as you heard Rachel read, were married for seven years, and he died, and so she continued to be a widow, and by the time Jesus was brought into the temple, she was in her 80s. She lives at the temple, and she worships God and prayed to God with fasting night and day, and that woman prophet's name was Anna. I can only imagine Anna holding baby Jesus in her arm, congratulating Mary and Joseph and saying to herself, I cannot believe I am not only seeing but holding the Messiah, the Lord, in my arms. The Bible didn't precisely say that, but I cannot imagine her not holding Jesus. I would like you to look at the screen Um, the face of Anna. Can you see? The joy and the awe and the disbelief on her face. That's just amazing. I researched and looked different pictures for the bulletin cover today. And the moment I saw this, it just spoke to me. I could feel what Anna was feeling from her face, full of joy. And she was also, Anna was also a person of humility and living a life of holy poverty in the temple. We have a saying of church mice or church mouse, you know, that's sort of the same for her to be living at the temple. It's not much to eat and very uncomfortable, but she lived there. She had proved her devotion to God over 60 years and spent all that time expecting and trusting in God to see the fulfillment of God's promises. I believe the Gospel writer Luke included Anna in this story to make a point. And the point was that God loves, God's love and grace is for everyone. It includes the poor, the oppressed, the widow and the orphan, the stranger and even the enemy. It also includes the rich and the powerful and the landowners and the educated. God's love was and is for all people. Only God would use an older woman in the outer court of the temple to announce the divine word of redemption for God's own people. For me, Anna, being included here as a prophet in the birth story of Jesus is so very important. All through human history, God was always turning expectations upside down, making the last first, and the lifting up of the downtrodden. Anna was a prophet, and God used her to validate Jesus' birth, to confirm that the birth of Jesus is indeed Emmanuel, God is with us. The Gospel writer Luke also told us another voice, In the temple, this was the voice of the prophet Simeon. He saw the baby Jesus and his parents. Simeon too had waited with great patience for years for God's promises to come true. Look at also on the face of Simeon, if we could have it on the screen again. I remember calling my husband as soon as I saw this picture saying, look, I I actually texted him. I said, doesn't this look like Brother James's face when James was at his most happy and joyous time? My brother-in-law, Jim Brown, was a pastor who served until he retired. And this Simeon's face just makes me realize how happy he must have been holding baby Jesus in his arm, an old guy, so joyful and in disbelief to a point that he actually ended up saying this is known now as the song of Simeon. Master, now you are dismissing your servant in peace according to your word, for my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the presence of all people, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for the glory of your people Israel. Simeon ended by blessing Mary and Joseph as parents of Jesus. In that particular culture, Simeon's prophetic male voice was expected. He said wonderful words affirming baby Jesus being the savior of the world. He said Jesus was a light for revelation to the Gentiles that includes us here and glory to God's people of Israel. Both prophets Anna and Simeon told us that Jesus was the Messiah and the Savior of the whole world. Prophets Anna and Simeon waited for the fulfillment of God's promise for year after year, decade after decade. Imagine their joy on that day in the temple when Mary and Joseph brought this Messiah as an infant in. Their wait was over, their faith was vindicated and proven right. Scholar Fred Craddock says, these two age saints are Israel in miniature and Israel at its best. Devout, obedient, constant in prayer, led by the Holy Spirit at home in the temple, longing and hoping for the fulfillment of God's promises. Anna and Simeon are a portrait of Israel that accepted Jesus. Professor Willett Clover says, In both cases, Anna and Simeon, faithful obedience prepares them to recognize the Lord, the Messiah, when he was brought in even as an infant. Simeon and Anna are among the pure in heart that Matthew chapter 5 verse 8 mentioned. And their obedience to God's purpose enables them to see God. Today in our lives here in Sarasota and everywhere on earth, we are so blessed to live on the post-resurrection side of history. We can see that Jesus was and is the Messiah. Despite the pandemic, we can rejoice that God's promises are real and still being fulfilled. Let this story of Anna and Simeon, even Abraham and Sarah, be our encouragement to hold fast with patience for the resolution of the troubles of our times. Regardless of what I like to think today, you and I are not in charge, but our God who was, who is, and who will always be is in charge. God loves us all and calls us to love one another. We can affirm that Mary, Joseph, and Jesus were a continuation of what God had done in the past. Jesus fulfilled God's love for all people. The scriptures contains promises that are still being fulfilled. There are still prophets among us to encourage us and to love one another and to love our neighbors. The scriptures contained many stories like that. I hope we hear God's voice through prophets, expected and unexpected. For the rest of this Christmas season and the rest of our lives, let us listen for God's voice in unexpected people and places. Thanks be to God for the story of Anna and Simeon in the Bible. Amen. Let us pray. We're most grateful, O God, for your presence in our lives. Thank you for Anna and Simeon. Sarah, and Abraham, and all the rest of the stories of your people and how you interact with them, bless them, lead them, and fulfill your promises to them in the Bible. Help us to see your love. Help us to hear your voice in unexpected places and people. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
1: Holy night the stars are brightly shine. Oh His love is love And His gospel is peace Chains He shall break For the slave He is Our brother And in His name All the precious shall see Sweet hair. in grateful chorus we let all win
0: Friends, this week, I, I hope that we can find the faithfulness and the obedience of Anna and Simeon so that we might see Jesus in the face of everyone we encounter. And now may the beauty of God be reflected in your eyes, the love of God reflected in your hands, the wisdom of God reflected in your words, and the knowledge of God flow through your hearts so that all might see and believe, and all God's children said, Amen. Amen.